My music teacher, Ms Buchanan, she said one thing to me. She said, resisting change is like holding your breath. If you succeed, you die. And it, it has resonated with me. Now, I'm not here saying that we must have revolution. No, the best type of change, the best type is punctuated equilibrium change change which happens as part of the everyday that we roll into change not stay the same but we roll into the change and as new technologies come through we accelerate the change and then we we layer it on top of what we currently do now the critical thing about that is a concept of adaptation now you can't be adapting to what customers want if you close your mind to the external environment. Hi, I'm Aaron Souza, General Manager at Guild Digital, and I'm Kate Kanonenberg, pharmacist and partner at the Gap Day and Night Pharmacy, and you are listening to the Pharmacy Business and Career Network podcast. Welcome to the Pharmacy Business and Career Network podcast, brought to you by the Pharmacy Guild of Australia. Focusing on pharmacy management and ownership, the PBCN podcast supports the improvement and growth of your business performance with insights and advice from a range of industry professionals. The PBCN podcast, supporting your journey every step of the way. In recent years, digital engagement has become a critical ingredient to small and medium business success. Digital tools can help improve operational processes, and assist development and implementation of a business strategy and are strongly correlated with revenue growth, innovation, and expanded market reach. In the community pharmacy setting, integration of digital technologies and increased engagement with patients can help to improve medicine adherence, remote monitoring, clinical efficiencies, and collaboration with the wider health system. By embracing digital health, community pharmacy can integrate with the wider health system increasing the ability to move beyond medicine supply and offer personalised health solutions working with other health providers. If community pharmacies do not have a competitive online presence, the risk of online retailers providing direct-to-home prescriptions and targeting front-of-shop products is increased. Today, we speak with two guests, Aaron D'Souza, pharmacist and general manager of Guild Digital and Pharmacy Click and Collect, who explains the benefits of integrating digital health into community pharmacies. And we also speak with Kate Kanineberg, pharmacist owner of a recently independent pharmacy in The Gap, Brisbane, about her experiences and why she is embracing digital change. First, let's hear from Aaron. Aaron D'Souza, thanks for joining us on the show. We're here to discuss digital engagement. What is it and why is it important? I'm going to be a bit of, bit, of, bit of a cheeky boy here and I'm going to actually pull out the word digital and I'm going to ask the question of why is customer engagement important because that's all digital engagement is. It's customer engagement that is using digital methods. Now, pharmacies across the country, they do customer engagement every single day at the front counter, through posters, throughout the entire pharmacy, in the local rag they do customer engagement really, really well. It's the heart of our business. It's just about now using digital methods to do the same customer engagement. And the reason we do that, and I'm a pharmacy, former pharmacy owner myself, and the reason it is because customers are everything to a pharmacy. Now, customers bring sales and sales fix 
everything. So if you want customers, you've got to have engagement. Customers are using digital methods and without digital, you're really not seen by your customers. Now, I'm going to back that up by a fact. And that is that 62% of customers will stop considering a business if they can't find information about it online, 62%. And that scares me as a pharmacist, as a, as a pharmacy owner, um, knowing that customers are the most important thing, knowing that you could potentially gain 62% of customers excites me, but it also scares me that you could potentially lose them as well. It's a great point. Engagement hasn't changed or the goal of customer engagement hasn't changed. It's just the channels that changed. And you mentioned that 62% of people that will stop looking if there isn't online information. We know why it's important, but what, what actually drives that digital engagement? The same thing that drives customer engagement in a physical location can drive uh, digital engagement to a wider audience. And we're still talking about the the, the 5,000 customers that are surrounding any community pharmacy in the country. We're, we're not saying that someone in Perth is going to attract a customer in Cairns. That, that's not the way it works. It's it's about knowing your market and being genuine and authentic. Now, that's the first part of, of any part of customer engagement. It's be yourself, be who you are, play to your strengths, be local, be real. And the exciting thing about that, and here's what's in the back pocket of every community pharmacy. This is the ace that's in every community pharmacy's back pocket. Being genuine and authentic is what Google wants um, businesses to be online. They want real businesses to be themselves, to tell their stories because they know that that's what customers want. So the first thing is be authentic and be genuine. And, And the second part of that then is have a bit of a strategy about who you are and what you want to achieve and what you want to do. Now, now there are tools out there which can help with that. We, we, we often provide these tools to pharmacies. And then finally is have the right gear. And the right gear at an absolute baseline is Google My Business. Now, that's the equivalent of having a sign-up in front of your pharmacy saying to people, there's a pharmacy here, and then having a website which is a complete website with information about your pharmacy. And that's the same as having stock on your shelf and people to serve your customers and then have digital outreach. And this might be a little monthly newsletter, a little bit of Facebook done in the right way. So there are some really important tools that are at the moment are part of what customers want and how they want to engage with businesses. And it's all within the reach of every community pharmacy out there to have that as part of their business to drive their customers into store. But digital isn't just advertising and marketing. It's not just that top of the funnel, that that outward-facing digital. There's digital that permeates through the whole business and through all of the services Why should community pharmacies embrace other digital technologies, things like digital health records, improved medication advice, management and safety? Why should they embrace those types of digital things? It's what customers want. Now, 
they might not when when we look at a customer we might we might go oh look my customers are too old for all this digital stuff they they don't want that and you go yeah look there, there's true truth in demographics that perhaps um, people of a certain age have not been immersed or e enabled by digital technologies yet but I can tell you now their carers their family members their children their grandchildren who are now looking after their family members, they have been touched by digital. If they're really, you know, young, and we're talking up to the age of 30, we're, we're talking about people who are digitally immersed. They don't know a world without digital. If we're talking about people perhaps in their middle years, we're talking about digitally enabled. So all of these people are being touched by digital and, uh, and, and, and it's what they want in terms of an experience in their day-to-day -day, which forces and changes pharmacies to embrace digital technologies. For instance, for instance, if I can have my digital health record and my information in my hand, I'm going to turn to the business that's going to use that information to give me the best out of my health. That's why you would pick up a digital health record and you would engage with that on, on that level with that customer. Now, the benefit for the pharmacy, of course, is more customers. But second of all, the internal, the intrinsic benefit for internal processes in a pharmacy is it saves time. It saves money if it saves you time. So these digital technologies are time efficiency tools in the pharmacy. I'll give you an example because I'm, I'm, I'm not just about saying stuff. It's about the evidence behind it. In my pharmacy, we, 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 we made a big movement to take on script messaging. So I pushed my staff and I said to my staff, this is when it just came up, this is sending a text message or a, an, a, um, a, an app message to a customer when their script is due every month. Now, when we did that, I set my staff a, a, a goal and I said, guys, reasonable goal of two new customers per day, leaving their scripts on file and using a, 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 an app to tell them every month. My staff returned back in two weeks' time and said, Aaron, two's not enough. Can we get 10 a day? Because that's what they were achieving. And that lit me up because it made, made me see that customers want this. My staff were just pulling them in. Customers wanted these technologies to make their life easier. Now, the, 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 the impact on my business was that we could turn up in the morning and the 8 a.m. pharmacist, which was generally me, and I would get there at 7.58 because I'm really bad at get waking up in the morning and my staff will laugh when they hear this. But the truth about it is I'd be there at 8 o'clock. There wouldn't be a customer in the entire shopping centre, but I'd be smashing through scripts because I would have those messages and those scripts waiting there for me to do as soon as I'm in the door. It is such a great feeling putting 10 to 20 scripts through as soon as you walk through the door so you don't feel like you're wasting time in pharmacy and I could use that time better during the day as a manager and owner to lead my staff and engage with more customers. So there's my example about why you would embrace digital technologies. They save time. It's a great example. I love stories like that. How do you distill that story and your experiences into 
opportunities that community pharmacies can tap into on the digital technologies front? There are so many options out there. You, you could you could spend you know months trying to work it out and there are so many that's the beautiful thing about digital it is a world of opportunity but what works for pharmacy first of all know your business that, that's the, the critical thing know what's important to your business and know what you can actually deliver day to day I knew my staff could deliver um, doing scripts, on a day-to-day basis, more and more scripts. I knew that they could do that and they could be enabled by the technology to do that. That's my example. Now, what you really want to be doing then is finding out what your customers want. The, the One of the first things is they want your information. They want to know about your business 24-7, even when you're closed. That's why we are going on this journey of getting every, it's our mission to get every pharmacy out there to have a website because that's what a website does. It establishes your information online 24-7, even when you're shut. And it allows your customers to learn about you. The more they know, the more they learn, the more they want to engage with you. So that's one of the first things. Automation of scripts, as I said, huge proponent of of phone messaging apps and getting those scripts on file. Now, as paper prescriptions are the only evidence that is uh, at the the current point in time, if we have to have paper prescriptions, whilst that's the case, get into messaging apps. It is it is it is a critical part of uh, of your business, and it's rolling in business every twenty one to twenty five days. You'll do that script for that patient, and they're better off for it, and you're better off for it, and it's more efficient in the pharmacy. I'm a huge fan of robotics as well. Robotics create time. Um, I, I I I didn't in my business. Now, we sold it, but we didn't have a robot. And I went out into uh, uh, being a pharmacist in other pharmacies, and I was very reluctant to use robots. I, I didn't feel that I had the trust in the robot to deliver the medicines that I want. And I tell you now, I have completely switched around. The pharmacy that I work in has a, uh, a, a robot in it. And that robot, I can be the only pharmacist on between 6 p.m. and 11 p.m. I can feel completely in control of the circumstance, of all the scripts I can do. I can have 10 people waiting in a line and I know that I will will process those patients in an efficient manner, in a quality manner, and those patients will go away and I will have adhered to the professional standards of being a pharmacist because the robot is giving me the time to do what I need to do as a pharmacist. And that's what I love about robotics. And the fourth thing is get excited about the My Health record. I think of all the professions in health across this country, pharmacists have the greatest opportunity to become the custodians and the gatekeepers and the tour guides of the My Health record. And if we can get that information to solve the 10% of problems that take up 80% of our time, then we will go a long way in becoming more professional and driving better health outcomes for our customers. So the My Health record as a piece of information for us to know about our customers, 
a critical part of being a pharmacist moving into the future. Sounds very, very rosy. Just recapping there, you spoke about ease of information, automation of scripts, robotics, and the My Health record. Lots of opportunities for community pharmacies to embrace digital. What about at the other end of the spectrum? Can you paint a picture of what happens if community pharmacies don't embrace this change? I'm a musician um, uh, back back in uh, back in the day, and my music teacher, Miss uh, Miss Buchanan. She said one thing to me. She said, resisting change is like holding your breath. If you succeed, you die. And it it has resonated with me. Now, I'm not here saying that we must have revolution. No, the best type of change, the best type is punctuated equilibrium change. Change which happens as part of the everyday that we roll into change, not stay the same, but we roll into the change. And as new technologies come through, we accelerate the change and then we we layer it on top of what we currently do. Now, the critical thing about that is a concept of adaption. Now, you can't be adapting to what customers want if you close your mind to the external environment. So if you do that, if you don't, if you close your mind off because it's all too hard to your external environment and what customers are wanting and demanding now, you're going to be left behind because at the end of the day, customers will make the choice that they want. They will choose businesses that make their lives easy, that give them easy options. And just being a personality, just having uh, a bond and a love with your customers, it's not enough anymore. Sadly, it's not enough anymore. Customers want more. They want to see the world revolve around them. And those businesses that are willing to do that and move a little bit further to being customer-centric, they're the ones who, who, uh, who are embracing change and they're the ones who will ultimately see customers come to them. And as I said right at the start, customers bring sales, sales fix everything. Something something to think about there. Those pharmacies who resist change, well, they, they may be left behind. I like Miss Buchanan's change analogy. Now, we don't want people to hold their breath for too long. So let's talk about what some of the perceived barriers are that are commonly cited for not embracing digital technologies. And it would be remiss of me if I didn't ask you to include explaining how they can be overcome or addressed. Oh, absolutely. Look, I think, you know, I involved myself with with, um, uh, programs around medicines adherence. Um, and this was the Marixa and the Guild Care back in the day, 10 years ago. And I learned a lot about why people don't take their medicines. And my colleagues out there, my pharmacists' colleagues, they will really understand this and they will, they, it will resonate with them when I say the first thing is not knowing the importance. So, for instance, if you don't know the importance of your medicines, you're probably not going to take it. It's the same with digital. If you don't understand the importance of digital to the business and the opportunities for the health of the business, chances are you're not going to embrace digital. So belief and knowledge 
um, the know-how, all of those things are the first things to 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 overcome. And um, so, what we have done for Guild members in this case, because it, there's a lot of information out there, we've condensed it. We've created um, the Australian Pharmacy Digital Engagement Guide, for instance, which is available for all Guild members out there. We've created a library of blog articles and videos to help pharmacies on their way, to help them to get started, to help them to clear what they feel might be a very a busy um, marketplace to know exactly what they need to have to get their business healthy. A second part of it is cost. So there's knowledge and and now there's cost. Well, how much is it going to cost me? I've heard digital's really expensive. Well, we have to put cost in the grand scale of the business. How what is the value of getting 10 customers extra? What is the value of getting two new customers into the store every day? Now, I do this little exercise and I say to pharmacies and and this is based on evidence. We know that if we set up a pharmacy with a website, they will on average get 40 hits to their website every single day, 40. Now, any pharmacy owner out there will agree that if I had 40 customers going to my website, at least two of them, at least two of them will come into store. And if two of them come into store each day and each customer spent $10 gross profit, that's $20 gross profit because of the website. And if I multiply that by 360 days in the year, I've got $7,200 cash in hand. And I, and I say to my colleagues out there, what is the cost of getting $7,200 extra in your pocket each day? There is the answer about what this tool is going to do for my pharmacy and if it's a good investment or not. So we've talked about importance of digital. There's um, availability to educate yourself and, and grow your learning about digital. There's cost. What is the cost of digital? It's only the it's only the value that you get out of the digital tool, and then it's time and support and having the confidence to go forward. Now, if you've got someone supporting you and helping you through, you're going to have the confidence to make a change in your business. What we do with our customers is supporting through the entire journey. We say, let's get started. Now, where do you want to go? Okay, we've got a solution for that. Let's move you on to the next little change, little punctuated equilibrium in your business. And we move them along the journey at a rate that they would like. And, and that, that's how we help to overcome any of the perceived barriers through a change, you know, a, a change plan, which actually works for pharmacy. Is the need for embracing digital technologies more pointed or important for rural and regional pharmacies? Oh, look, I'd like to think that it's across the board, but one one thing about rural and regional pharmacies embracing uh, new customer engagement tools is, is that digital technologies are very geared towards people on the go. And we know that there is a large proportion of our um, of our community who are on the go. In fact, my next door neighbours, I woke up this morning, their caravan was missing. And I thought, someone's stolen their caravan. No, nah, they're on another trip. 
<laughs> they just got back. Now they're on another trip. And that's the great opportunity for rural and regional businesses. Put your flag on the digital landscape. If you do that, you've got people who will find you through Google Maps. And if they want to know about you, they need to have a website to go to to find if you have the products that they want. They don't know the town, but they want to find out more. That's where a website comes in. In fact, I've got a very good friend of mine, Luke, who is known as the roaming pharmacist. And, and a lot of us have, 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 have tracked his journeys uh, across the country. And one thing Luke said to me was, Aaron, I would try to find a pharmacy in a rural town and I couldn't find anything. And then I'd, I'd drive to the rural town because I'd want to either see if I could get some local work or not, and I'd drive around the town and then I'd talk to someone at the servo and they'd tell me there's a pharmacist, you know, a pharmacy on King Street, and then they would go to King Street and then find the pharmacy. Now, that's not an easy journey. That's not an easy journey at all for anyone. And imagine, you know, Luke's a pretty smart guy. He's a pharmacist. Obviously, he's a smart guy. He could do that. But for those people on the go who just want the convenience, they're not going to be able to think through that and target and find the pharmacy by looking and, and, and engaging with locals. Have the digital flag on the map and have the website up there and you'll be more found. And that's why rural and regional businesses in particular um, have got a uh, should have a dedication to digital um, uh, as, as well. Websites are fairly standard these days. You've spoken at length already about the importance of having websites and a lot of it has semi-focused on you know, people knowing where you are and when you're open and, and what you've got. Is that all it's about? Is that all we need to do on our website? <laughs> um, no, it's a little bit. It's a little bit trickier than that. Um, and uh, and and that's look. That's what we do. We 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 cut through the trickiness, and we've created a solution which is right for community pharmacy, which is complete for community pharmacy. I, I guess the first thing, uh, Dan, is that when I say a website, a lot of people think, "Oh, I've got to sell online." You definitely don't have to sell online because you already compete on a local basis based on your people, your products, your services. And that to me, putting that online is a critical way to engage with your local community who are online as well, but you've got to have content. If you don't have content on your website about your products, about your services, about your people, then Google is not gonna find you. And um, and then the Google is the customer is not going to be drawn to your website over anything else. So pharmacy specific content is a complete website. Yes, you can have a bit of e-commerce on there, but there's a risk. There's a risk in that. You've got to be careful in that, which is why we help pharmacies with that content, establishing their content base. So we've we've got 70 plus health topics, for instance, that are TGA compliant, available to Guild members who get a website with us. And we've done the work explaining um, professional services for Guild members on the website. We've got the key words that a website needs to capture local Google searches. Content drives Google. Google gets customers. Very, very simple equation there, but it shows why a complete website um, with complete information for pharmacies is a critical part of it. 
Okay, so let's say a pharmacy has stopped resisting the change, they've seen the light and and they're on board with the opportunities that are in front of them. They've sorted out their Google My Business and they've got a nice website with all those things that you just spoke about. Where do they go from there? That's the exciting part. You've got the starting point, you know, and you've you've got started and, and let's get cracker lacking. Now, what I love about it then is it becomes about the people in the pharmacy. It becomes about your activities. It's a coordinated approach where you put a little bit on Facebook and you send an email out to 2,000 customers in your local area. I've, I've got a friend who's in digital marketing. He's an expert. He's one of Australia's leading digital content um, uh, strategists. And he said to me the other day, he goes, Aaron, if you gave me an offer of either $100 or someone's email address, I will take the email address um, every single day. Every single time I take the email address. Why? Because it gives me an opportunity to engage and re-engage and re-re-engage with that customer across a number of digital platforms to get them to love my business. And that's one of the greatest opportunities that every pharmacy can have once it has the basics set up. You can set out a monthly newsletter. And Here's the scary thing. It was actually raised during one of the recent uh, federal elections that once an email is sent out to a customer, did you know that you'll find out whether they opened it or not? And I'm not talking about a read receipt. I'm talking about you know that they'll open it. You know where they are when they opened it. You know what they read. You know what they clicked. You know their demographic as well. That's the exciting part of getting that information back to your business so you can put those inputs in change some of your internal processes and get better outputs for your business as well. That's the exciting thing about digital. A website is just the starting point. It gives you the opportunity to engage. Then it becomes an active opportunity of engaging with your customers and bringing them back into the pharmacy. That's where I get excited about where does it go from from there, wherever you want it to go, as long as it's in your strategy and you've got the right tools to make it happen. You're right. It is exciting. I'm not a pharmacist and I'm excited about that. But those that are listening who are pharmacists, uh, if they're excited as well and they want to take some steps forward, what's available to members? Head to guilddigital.com.au. That's the best thing. And and I'm practicing what I preach here. Head to guilddigital.com.au. We have a plethora of good information about community pharmacy. There's videos. There's a very good-looking guy who does the videos uh, that we've uh, we've got. Um, we've also got a publication called the Australian Pharmacy Digital Engagement Guide, which is like a little bible um, about community pharmacy and digital engagement. And and the last thing is um, we hold digital coaching sessions. So we've got a little booking link on our website as well. So if you need to have a one-on-one with me, I'm more than happy to give my time to community pharmacies in these digital coaching sessions um, to just ask the questions you want to ask and engage with me about how you can um, transform your business to get more customer engagement. Notice I didn't say digital, customer engagement, because that's the core of all of this. Outstanding. Aaron D'Souza, thanks for joining us and sharing on digital and customer engagement. <laughs> My absolute pleasure. I, uh, I hope to uh, talk to you guys soon and uh, good luck to everyone out there um, embarking on this wonderful journey. 
It's great to have insights from Guild Digital about the broader picture. Let's now focus in on actual member outcomes with Kate Kneinenberg from the Gap Day and Night Pharmacy. Kate is a member of the Pharmacy Guild of Australia from Brisbane and has recently rebranded as an independent community pharmacy. Kate, welcome to the show. You have been a partner at Gap Day and Night Pharmacy since 1995. You have been part of two different banner groups over the years and have recently become sole owners in partnership with your husband, Michael, also making the, the decision to become independent traders under the Gold Cross banner. Can you tell us a little bit about your journey? Thank you, Daniel. Um, independence for us was a change in systems and processes, some of which were previously provided and suddenly had to be done internally ourselves. Um, we all know that change is difficult and we were lucky to have very supportive staff on hand, good customer relations to build on and expert organisations to help us. We really needed to build on those foundations. Increasing our digital presence was paramount. We came into contact with Guild Digital at the Pharmacy Connect conference and our relationship started from there. So why do you believe that digital engagement is so important for a business like yours? In the old days, you would pay for the best possible ad in the yellow and white pages and <laughs> other print media. Seems a long time ago now. Um, this is no longer relevant. We're in a very different era. People trying to find your business are not looking at paper. They are on the internet on their devices and so we have to have a presence. And when they want to find you, they don't just want a phone number. They want to know where you, where you are, when you are open, what services you have, what you can do for them. Customers are also time poor. So I think having a presence gives them every opportunity to shop locally if they can find what they're after. I'd agree with that. What's the journey been like for you with Guild Digital? Well, as I mentioned before, the process of changing over our business to become independent was huge. As I mentioned before also, we came into contact with Guild Digital at the Pharmacy Connect conference last year and with a follow-up call, Aaron came to meet us and we started the process. The team there very much guided us in this new area and they were very patient with us. In the end, we have a website we are really proud of. I think that without them, we would still be working on it, to be honest. As an owner, I trust the Pharmacy Guild and have great faith in their ability to, provi to provide us with the tools we needed. With their help, I think we achieved our goal of providing information while stamping our own personality on it. Digital enablement is one of the nine pathways of the Guild CP2025 Framework for Change. What does Framework for Change mean for you as an actual owner? I'm actually very excited about the CP2025 framework. We've been talking about change in the industry for a long time, and I think that this document really cements some ideas and plan outlines and provides a map to help us really nut out where we are going to choose to expand our business and retain our relevance. You've been on a bit of a digital technology engagement process with the Guild and with Aaron. What would you recommend to other owners who are in similar situations to what you were in? The realisation that we can't do everything ourselves and the willingness to outsource is a big step and possibly something we as pharmacists haven't been so good, so quick to accept. To have an organisation who knows the pharmacy industry so well, willing to provide you with a framework for setting up a digital presence is invaluable. The team were all friendly and knowledgeable and very patient. They gave us guidance with the scope to put our own personalities into the product. It's going to be a constant work in progress, but we've had the best start and I could only highly recommend it. Sounds as though you are definitely moving in the right direction. Kate, thanks for sharing with us. Thank you, Daniel. 
Thanks to Aaron and Kate for those insights. Clearly, it is important for community pharmacies to consider which steps they are taking to digitally enable themselves. The Department of Employment, Skills, Small and Family Business recently announced that the Pharmacy Guild has been selected as one of 15 Australian industry associations to receive $50,000 each year for two years to establish a trusted digital advisory service under the Small Business Digital Champions Project. And today's podcast on digital enablement is an initiative of the Small Business Digital Champions Project. Further information can be found at employment.gov.au forward slash empowering hyphen industry hyphen associations. As Aaron touched on, there are several resources available to help community pharmacies navigate the pathway to digital enablement. The Guild's CP 2025 Framework for Change publication outlines nine growth pathways to help inform future business strategies, one of which is digital enablement. So if you would like more information about the framework and the nine growth pathways, visit guild.org.au forward slash CP 2025. Guild members can also access digital engagement blogs and videos written for Australian community pharmacies, as well as the Australian Pharmacy Digital Engagement Guide via the Guild Digital website at guilddigital.com.au. Until next time, I've been your host, Daniel Oyston, and you've been listening to episode 24 of the PBCN podcast. The PBCN podcast, supporting your journey every step of the way. For more resources, to access support or advice, or to view this episode's show notes, visit guild.org.au.